Alright, everyone. Strap on or strap in. Yeah. Let what? us begin. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know what to do. I won't judge. We came <laughs> to win Battle Us. That's a shit. <laughs> Better gospel. I'm Matt. And I'm Tommy. Uh, welcome to I've Already Lost Count. This is episode three. Yeah. Yeah, because we went straight to two. Mm-hmm. 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 Like you do. So welcome. Yeah, episode three of Three Beer Gospel. Hey. It, this is oh. like this is like our episode equivalent of like a golden birthday. Do you know what those are? Yeah, where it's on the date. Yeah, the date. like so for me, like my birthday's on the twenty sixth. So like when I turned twenty six, that was somehow special, even though I don't even remember at all. So I guess it wasn't that special. But this is gonna be special. Let's start off differently too. Like last time, I didn't say what I was drinking. Ooh, this is Rogue Colossal Claude Imperial IPA. See, last time I was drinking, uh, I only have one because it wasn't very good. Um. <laughs> I also was feeling kind of tired, I think. Mm, but it was yeah. called Flute Loops or Flute Loop mm. by a fretboard. Mm. It was one of those fruity IPAs, but not had no fruit in it. Mm. Yeah, that's Just a the hops tasted like fruit. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, um, well, good. And yeah, I- so. That's, so <laughs> I don't, if you, I don't know if you like fruity IPAs, maybe it's your thing, but I just wouldn't care for it. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm going to keep up with tradition of not only saying what I'm drinking, but drinking something that was given to me by somebody else. That's been a running theme on the show. And I realize I'm in mirror image, so this is backwards, so I don't know why I'm showing it to you anyway. But anyway, uh, Mad Tree Rounding Third. So they're a red IPA they make for baseball season. Probably it might be my favorite city beer brewed in this city. <laughs> I mean, if if Rounding Third was a city, it would be my favorite city. There, we're doing I so well already. Changes. I tried to make sense of that in my head. Don't. It hurts. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So give. So yeah, like I said. So in our. Uh, Origins episode, you were actually the one who provided me with my episode beverages. No, yeah. <laughs> Hence how loopy I got towards like the last hour and a half or so. Yeah, that uh, was an accident. <laughs> a happy accident, though. I was happy. Yeah. I was not so happy the next morning. But. No. Uh, Imagine you weren't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got, got up and drove three hours to my father-in-law's farm to help him get his, uh, well, among other things, like help him get his four-wheeler detached from the earth and the mud it was in. Uh, well, but anyway. Wake you up. What's that? That'll wake you up. Mm-hmm. And need another nap. Uh, <laughs> so, and then, uh, like I said, last episode, um, beer gifted by a friend Jeremy. Um, this time, uh, by my younger brother, Andy, gave me one of these, so 
I don't know if you knew it was one of my favorites or if you were just feeling nice, but yeah. So if so, I guess if you would like to be mentioned on an episode, give me beer, and uh, you'll be at least my official beer sponsor. And, you can send it through the mail. It's illegal, but <laughs> only if you get caught. Yeah, fortunately, I, I think at least most of our audience is still local. Though I did find out through the analytics, uh, we apparently have at least one listener from Germany. So it's either either someone from Germany or someone who just uses a VPN and makes it look like they're in Germany. Oh, that's entirely possible. Or, but here's Why? what. But I think it's it. I think that's the case. But then I think then there's also someone actually in Germany who's also using a VPN to say they're in the states. So, how'd you, how'd you figure that? That's just my assumption. Oh, and by the way, this. Is but I'm really glad it sound. I'm glad it sounded convincing. But so to our one theoretical at least German listener, Dankeschön, Prost. What's it? What's their name? Is it a he or a she? Uh, it doesn't give their name. It just, it just like, it no, just. I'm saying like, let, let us imagine. Oh, okay. Um, a couple of people I know will appreciate this. Uh, Carl Heinz Gustav. Okay. So Carl. Prost. Carl with a K. Of course. Natürlich. That's German for naturally. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you live in Cincinnati long enough, you at least learn enough German by osmosis, I think. Or just by yeah. ordering enough things off the menu at Hofbrauhaus House a few times. But uh, Oh, and also, um, I think this is the first time we've recorded an episode since we actually, like, released stuff. Like, I think at the, our last recording, like... Nobody even knew about it yet. We didn't have, didn't have like the Facebook group or nothing. Yeah. And so that's been going really cool. Yeah, I haven't been in the, on the Facebook group that much. Like, I spent, <laughs> I think I spend all, all my emotional interaction energy on my family. And then, understandable. You know, and I think I'm like, other people. <laughs> And other and other people like, on social media. Like I'd li- I, I really do want to like talk to people, and I want to. Here's the thing: I I really enjoy having like meaningful responses to uh to to to, to bullshit comments. <laughs> That's my favorite, actually. <laughs> that is pretty fun. I'm like, yeah, how how make a quilt out of that turd? <laughs> We're not even trying to polish it anymore. We're, we're changing its whole shape. <laughs> uh, exploring the medium. Yeah, yeah All the possibilities. that's an interesting challenge. I enjoy it. Uh, no, but I also like hearing what people are, like, where people are, where they're coming from. Um, and, yeah, I, I wish I would have, so far, had been able to have the energy to do that more. Um, just, I knew I'd be phoning it in if I did it. And mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Just be like, hey, thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Smile I mean, face. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I mean, I tried, I mean, I haven't been like posting a lot of stuff. I and mean, like, we've been getting like some comments on things, but I kind of feel bad because like I want to discuss more. But usually, like, by the time I'm like reading the comments, it's either like, 
it's late at night and I'm like trying to go to sleep. It's like looking through Facebook. And so I'll try to give some like thoughtful, like comment, but it'll, it, most of the time it'll, if I say anything, it'll be like, Oh wow. Good thoughts. Or usually it's just, <laughs> I'll, I'll just like their comment. And <laughs> so sorry, everybody. We're really like, seriously, every single like reaction and comment or whatever, like really like, it's just really cool to me that anyone's like interacting with this at all. So yeah. Far. So I'm feeling pressured now. I like, I, I couldn't place it. Well, I'm not wearing a hat right now. And because hmm. I felt, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm also not, this is actually, I think it's the first, the first time we've recorded that I haven't been hat didn't have anything on my head, but well, yeah, I feel more comfortable with the hat on, but I felt the need to be more like, visually vulnerable not naked i'm not getting naked oh but i'm naked without my head <laughs> okay hold on. i was planning on that later here i'll scratch it from the notes Just no more uh, yeah. and time. i okay. might be wearing the same t-shirt i was wearing in the last video <laughs> <laughs> you see i'm <clears throat> i actually intentionally wore this t-shirt but but again forgetting that because the way i'm recording i'm in like mirror image so you couldn't even read it anyway but it's my to plug another podcast like the bible for normal people it's for for those of you who don't read backwards says all theology has an adjective that might be something we explore later let's find out but but yeah so thanks to everybody um i, I think we even had um I think I just saw, like, just before I hopped on, like, someone joined the group who is, like, someone, like, like, complete stranger. Like, I think it's someone from a completely different Facebook group. That's awesome. That we're in. And it's, I think it's, uh, I'm assuming, that's what I'm assuming, because, like, I checked, like, the person's profile and saw, like, what, um, like, friends in common, like, mutual friends, I guess is the term yeah. for that we had. And they were all people that I had friended, like, from, uh, it was like the Heretic Happy Hour Facebook group. So, and I posted That's a couple things cool. in there. So, and, yeah. And I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, for the longest time, even up until I think, like, recording this, like, actually, for a real long time, this was just an idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're like, yeah, we should do that. And then we never did it. Mm -hmm. And we. And those were still good like, times. But, yeah. And we kept accidentally having podcasts. <laughs> Like, like we'd be talking that we didn't record, yeah. Right, but it was as if we were recording. Mm -hmm. I mean, like one that we recorded and then something happened to it, and like half the audio was gone. But then yeah. other times where we were sitting on your, the porch at your old house, and uh, we're like, "That was good." Yeah, we should really record. <laughs> yeah, or it'd be like hanging out at Mad Tree or Nine Giant or something, and. Yeah. Like, I'm glad, like, I hope some people within, like, heard what we were talking about. I, I think there were a few times we definitely made some, like, neighboring tables, like, feel a little awkward. <laughs> but I don't know if that was necessarily yeah. what we were saying or just the volume at which we were saying it. No, there was something about, um, shoot, I said something, I was making a, I was making a, a absurd point, but what I said was much louder than anything I had said previously. <laughs> And it was something about like, 
I don't remember. It was, it, but it was like something you don't say loud enough for other people to hear. Like if you're saying it for real mm. or if you're kidding, <laughs> <laughs> it was something that had to do with like, uh, I don't know. Um, but we, I, I kept saying things that nine giant a little too loud at the wrong times. Like my, I was putting my volume emphasis on on the quiet things, <laughs> and there was somebody sitting right behind us. And I think he, we were saying things about a particular church at the mm. time, and uh, he looks kind of familiar. So I think maybe he went there, because mm. um, the place is so big. If you see somebody there a lot, you still don't recognize them, but yeah. they look familiar. Mm-hmm. And I noticed he was kind of like, he was still engaging in his conversation, mm-hmm. but was leaning towards ours. Yeah. <laughs> he was de- definitely interested. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. We need to go back there, especially now yeah. that they're going to be going, um, mm-hmm. hopefully closer seating. Yeah. And now that I'm like, as of today, like this was another, this is a big thing for me. Speaking of like not wearing anything on my head, uh, today was a big day for me. Um, for those of you like who haven't been all caught up on the speed on my health issues. Um, you know, I had a diagnosis of melanoma back in, when was that? February? Yeah. February. I had like this weird gross tumor thingy on the back of my head here. Um, had surgery according to the scans. Like I, yeah. I think it was like <laughs> five or six centimeters across. Like for those of you who aren't watching on video, this big is five to six centimeters. I think yeah. that's bigger. I think we, I think we both were wrong. Well, like they measured six centimeters. Yeah, they measured it, and I think the measurement was like five and a half or six, and but and it was like a centimeter and a half thick. And they said like, remember the dermatologist was like, hey, usually when we measure melanoma, it's in millimeters, and like anything over <laughs> four is like really bad. You're like one and a half centimeters deep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, For, but fortunately it was growing out and not in, but. I'm getting way more detailed in my brief recap than I intended. But I'm feeling a lot of editing coming on on your part. See, I don't know, because I didn't edit the last one at all, and I think that worked really good. Yeah, so, but we were also like, I'm beating around the bush for some reason. Well, I don't we'll, know. We'll work on that. You so, know what it is? Now you're making of- me beat around the bush. So anyway, so at least... <laughs> According to all the scans I had, like MRI and all that, before surgery, I had surgery in early March, and they think they may have already like taken all of it out, at least what was showing up on the scans. But I'm t- still doing immunotherapy. Listen to our last episode and getting caught up. But anyway, so. <laughs> For some reason, when you said how big it was, and they said it was cut off and blah, 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 and then I imagined it being adopted by a nice family. <laughs> you know, I hope so. I hope... Uh, <laughs> Herman, yeah. who I, I named it Herman. Um, I, I hope Herman is happy wherever he is, probably like in a lab somewhere in formalin or whatever they do with those things. But um, maybe he was adopted by a nice pathologist uh, or lab tech. I don't know. But so yeah, so so I so I had this like so basically this part of my head has just been like gross, either from the tumor itself or from like the <laughs> hole after they cut everything out, like. Basically, ever since like last like October or November. So today was actually the very first time I ever went out in public with nothing. 
Like no, oh, yeah. no hat, no bandages, no gauze, no surgical dressing, nothing. So. So does it look like a normal wound now, or? Yeah, it's like healing up really good. I'll go ahead and show the people, like just anyone, like it's not like really bad, but anyone who's like, I mean, it basically just looks almost like if you like skinned your knee, only bigger at this point. terrified by salami. <laughs> yeah. So, so in three, two. Oh, you should have gone like that. Oh, look at that. Is that showing up? Because I can't see what's... It's not that bad. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that, that was... That does, yeah, that looks like a... That's impressive. I mean, before, you were like... If you poked real hard, you'd probably feel your skull. Mm-hmm. But now, it's, it's, it's like there's tissue there. Yeah, and like the my surgeon, like as originally he was saying, yeah, you know, he was, we'll do a skin graft later, just kind of, you know, just matter of fact, like yeah, that's going to happen. But when I saw him, like about a week and a half after my surgery, maybe it was two weeks after the surgery, like it was already healing so well. He's like, I don't think you even need to do a skin graft if you don't want. So I'm like, all right, one fewer procedure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. who wants an optional skin graft? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take two. <laughs> Yeah, because it kind of is it too, because you know they have to remove the skin from somewhere. So yeah, I, no, 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 no extra skin grafts, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so actually things on the whole cancer front have kind of like calmed down. Like I'm just doing my immunotherapy now, and I'm getting like pretty much zero side effects from that, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. But I do have my next round of scans on Monday, so I guess we'll see. But but anyway, probably about ten minutes ago, something you were saying. Speaking of church. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, speaking of segues. Well, I did want. I did want to. Okay, so I think I figured it out. I need things figured out. Like, yes. if I don't have to figure it out, like just a little bit. Like, I'm always trying to figure it out. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad to be I'm along not, for the ride. So. I'm not wearing a hat, which is my choice, and I'm actually ha having like a decent post hat hair day. Oh yeah. I did have one on. Yeah. Um, normally it's like, this does like a floop thing and I, and I get like this Bob's big boy, little <laughs> swirl, um, but that's not, or, or this is off topic, but like, I'll get this little floop that goes like this, right? Mm -hmm. And it looks like I'm trying to hide a giant bald, bald spot. It's like, no, it just, like this happened this morning, you know, it won't go anywhere else now. Um, so not wearing a hat. I had a very vulnerable, <laughs> uh, like 3 a.m. like recording. Yeah, that was um, really good. I don't regret it at all. But like, uh, but now it's kind of like I feel like I'm wearing my underwear on the outside. <laughs> like Quail Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's like this is more awkward than I thought it would be. <laughs> um. No, but not now. Now I gotta settle and church. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so and now that I'm about to derail us from the conversation topic, I was trying to get us on. So fortunately, it hasn't been as long between recordings this time. So I think between our origins and episode two, it was about six months. But I think it's only been about three months now. So we're like was it six? Yeah, it was like September to like March or something. Good night. We sucked at that. 
<laughs> no, life sucked at it. I don't know. Right. But um, life was a full time job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it still is. We just like I guess worked up enough vacation time. Or we're just getting used to it. Or I'm kind of just shirking responsibilities or something. That could be as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing. Like when we recorded that second episode, I think like every, everyone is super interested in our personal lives, which is why you know, I'm making that assumption. Yeah. Which is why. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we're still in the whole, we still haven't sold the other house, but we're under contract again. Hope that, you know, keeps up. Wait, yeah, because I remember when we recorded last time, we just found out that that contract that we were in three months ago was about to fall through. Oh, now so we should, we should record till you sell your house, maybe that's... Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well... <clears throat> no, but, but Jesus may have sold your house. That's right. <laughs> because I was pressured into asking him about to do that, which... <laughs> now, I do want to unpack that later. Yeah. Because I, I have thoughts, and it's like I don't disagree. That's what that's what happened. But like how we got there, maybe. <sighs> yeah, I still think that we should probably just talk about it either now or later or stop. We should either talk about it now or stop talking about it and then finish it later. Like, well, let's stop talking about it now. That way, it's teaser. Ooh, yeah, stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. So, so, church, eh? Yeah. Uh, that's a big one. Yeah, especially the one we went to. Yeah. No, and and okay. I'm, I actually am, like, I, I don't know if this is, like, breaking news, but I actually am at the point where I think I am saying I went there. Like, I don't really feel like yeah. I'm going there. Part of it, because, like, I'm literally, like, haven't gone ever since the pandemic. And, you know, we were we were watching services online and whatever. And, like, I mean, the kids, yeah. the kids still watch, like, the kids' videos and stuff. But, like, they started services again. And, like, we just haven't felt the need to go back. I'm... Kind of wondering if we should. Well, I was just saying, I'm kind of wondering if we should say the name of the church at some point soon. Um, we have. I don't think we've been. Well, I kind of said the name of it in the origins episode, but it was in like a really stupid, awkward joke. So if, <laughs> if anyone picked up on it, but well, and there's. Well, I don't. I think there's only one in Cincinnati with that name, but other mm -hmm. places it's kind of. Oh yeah, there's name. there's tons of churches with that name. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, yeah. Because it it is like like the obvious name for a church if you want it to be like trendy, like and and if you started it back in the nineties. Oh, exactly nineties. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's ironic is okay, I'm I'm just you can edit this out if you want to. Uh, I don't want to. So cross is in the name, and. There isn't a single one in the building. <laughs> On purpose, even. Right, and I, and I don't I don't have a problem with that. Like I totally get that, and it makes sense because it'd be like if 
Jesus killed on an electric chair and you had those like electric chairs hanging all over in the church, that'd be more yeah. weird. Um, now mm -hmm. I say that and I do have one hanging around my neck inside a fish, but that was a gift from my sister when I was going through a divorce and I said, I want no presents. And she was the only one who gave me a present. Um, to, because, so to celebrate her rebellion. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was the only thing I really needed mm. at the time. So like, yeah, I, I wear it like all the time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've, I've seen that necklace. Didn't know the story behind it. Yeah. And uh, since I almost died in a car accident, uh, <laughs> and I almost died, I don't know if I almost died, like, recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Um, almost died because, like, oh, yeah. So because of the, the, like, the first experience. Wicked high heart rate, is that what he called it? Or? Uh, Wicked high. Wicked yeah. high blood pressure. Blood pressure, it's, yeah. It's almost exact words where that's wicked high. Are you sure it was real? <laughs> and I, I know I know the top number was uh, I don't remember right now. But I, I knew for sure the top number was because I like stared at it. It was 200 something. Mm. Like high 200s. I think it was 270 something. And I look at it and I, like, I know exactly how to put the cuff on mm -hmm. when it comes to the instructions. And if you don't have it on right, it gives you like too low of a blood pressure or it gives you an error code. So uh, no error code. And I'm looking at it. And I'm, I'm hoping like, that wasn't too low. <laughs> right. And so I just saw the top number and I had just looked up the categories and for like what range is what. And, uh, like over 180, there 180 or 190, there isn't more categories. <laughs> it's just, it's just go to the hospital category. Anything above this? <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. And so he's sure it was real. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, what was the original topic? I think we were talking about a church and whether or not we were going to say the name, and we started kind of talking about the name. And oh, I, yeah, I just now, I just now realized that's weird that like they 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 they're very intentional about not having one up in the building, but like it's the brand. <laughs> oh, the cross, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like you, you have the the word representation of the item that you won't have in the church on the outside of the church. Hmm. Like what's the difference between the word and the image? Oh yeah. Cause I mean, I, cause if the purpose was like to not like scare people off, like who wanted like nothing to do with churches, like having well, they made a name, one word. So I guess maybe it doesn't scare people. Off. Yeah. But I mean, but if any, like, like we said, that, that was like the quintessential, like, trendy church name so like that would probably scare some people off just the fact that it was called that <laughs> yeah but right. I, I guess but apparently not because there are like how many like tens of thousands of people and you know i'm gonna put this out there i just remembered that like okay i originally had had discussed aaron's uh experience working there 
more particularly her, her the process of being let go and and that conflict. Your wife, Erin. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just helping you with the footnotes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I told you in the past, but I don't know if I. I didn't really dwell on it because. So they gave they gave her a severance package, which we really needed. Um, and in order to get it, uh, she had to sign. Um, I didn't have to sign it, which is weird. So I'm probably in the clear. <laughs> uh, she had to sign something saying that she would not say anything publicly disparaging about the organization. She had to sign that paper before they would give her her severance package. And she was, so before they would be generous, they had to first know they would not be uh, put in public image hot water. Okay, so I thought I'd gotten over this, but now I'm like getting like pissed off all over again. <laughs> so I was like... <sighs> but I'm over like, it, so... Yeah. <laughs> so I, I said, look, okay, all you gotta do is just, uh, if you tell the story, just tell it how it was. Be honest. I mean, seriously, if you're if you're if you're honest and it makes them look bad, that's not on you. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's that's one thing I remember from some of like the legal like media law classes I took in college. Like the phrase like truth is an absolute defense against libel or slander. Yeah. Like it can't be libel or slander anyway. if it's the truth. And it's ridiculous anyway to have that have that in there because. How how are they going to prove that's what didn't happen? I mean, there's just not enough paperwork to, to cover all of that, unless you say something blatantly false. But then, but then, is it really worth the PR issue uh, of taking a former employee to court for for uh, talking about their experience? Like, aren't like isn't that aren't you doubling down on their poor experience at that point? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. That really bothers me that they did that. <laughs> like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm like, like I'm over it or whatever. But that, uh, I kind of yeah. get it because in the age of social media, things can take off like wildfire, and you don't, like, you don't want to slander. I get that, and um, there's more at stake than just the organization. It's what they do, and um, so I. What what really bothers me is that here here we go. We're coming back to the church thing. Yeah. Um, what really bothers me is that that's something that makes sense and is kind of necessary. Yeah, because because I'm thinking they, they have like a legal yeah. organization and they have attorneys or a or an attorney or somebody who goes there who's an attorney if they're a really small church and um, and they're like, look, you know, to protect the organization and make sure it stays around. These are the kinds of things that are a good idea. I don't like that it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, because when you talk about, like, you know, say, well, it's necessary. Or like, well, necessary for what? Like, what's the point of what the church is doing? They're like, like, what are, what are you, ru- what are we risking ruining by someone just being honest about their experience there? 
if, yeah. if it's bad. It's like, what, what are we trying to cover up and like protect? Well, you're trying to protect the, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying church because it doesn't make sense to me to call, it's an organization. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the problem when, 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 when a church is kind of seen as an, as an external thing, like almost like another entity, like it has a personality, um, mm. It has goals and aims. It can be injured. Um, we're almost at that point setting it up as like a demigod. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, we're kind of we're kind of outsourcing Christ. <laughs> yeah, and and I just want to like say this real quick. So, like for the for the people who like we know who do know what church we're talking about or. Even if they don't like, yeah. <clears throat> like a lot of the things that I have to say, and I've said this like in other conversations about this church, like with my issues with it, or in, or any church similar. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is like I'm not necessarily singling this church out because like most of the probably all the things like that I would have a problem with with this particular church like is true of like so many other ones. So it's not so much like I'm only talking about this one because that's been my experience. Or if I talk about any other churches that we that I've gone to, and for for a time yeah. for both of us, it, it was it was a great experience. Yes, yeah, and I also want to definitely want to you know make that clear. And I know we've said before, but you know I'll keep saying it just because you know yeah every single church I've ever been to, like at least like for any like good period of time, like yeah there were definitely positives about that, and you know that's. Part of my story is this, and, and I will say that I think this church does what it does better than any other church I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that that whole thing is, is kind of a halfway house to uh, something more real, mm-hmm. and I don't claim to know what that is. Because I don't know if we've seen it yet. Hmm. Uh, I kind of feel like believers have been in like a centuries-long maturing process. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Just along with humanity, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and anybody who goes to a church, like if you're listening to this and you go to a church and you're like, this is weird, you've gotten totally against churches and like, we're, we're not really, like, we're, I think I can say that both of us, where we are, where we are is if uh, something brings you closer to God and you're able to um, see, I don't know how to say this clearly without writing it, whenever I write it, it's more clear. Uh, so there's, there's God, there's uh, us as individuals and other people. And if church helps you see all of those in the others and helps you love all of those more, then, like, I almost don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, what kind of church? I think I'm getting close to not caring. I very almost nearly don't care. <laughs> because I, like, I, you can't, like, like, if 
you're going to a Satanist church, right? That's something you love people more. <laughs> like, really, actually. Mm -hmm. Then, like, it's got to also be helping you love God more. And I'm just, like... Yep. They just really missed the, their mark and, and hit a better one. <laughs> like, as a, as a organization. Yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah, and like you said, certainly... Man, the comments... Man, the comments we could get from that... I'm looking forward mm. to it. But, we uh... Might be invited back to certain functions. <laughs> but, um... Like you said, I mean, like, the way I would put it is, like, like you said, anyone who does find that beneficial, like... Yeah, I mean, we're not trying to take anything away from anyone. Like, if that's... Like, I'm just saying... give you more, if anything. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm just saying, for me, like, where I'm at, I don't, I mean, if I'm completely honest, like, I mean, I don't want to say I don't view church as beneficial at all, I mean, because obviously, you know, like I said, I've benefited from it a lot, but just for where I'm at right now, like, so, what really got me thinking about this was, you know, when the whole pandemic started a little over a year ago, and, like, churches and everything shut down, and... So we just started like watching services, like they had them on YouTube and their website and stuff, and and you know, and and I will say like that is something that this church does very well is like their whole like media production, like even like leading yeah. up to this, like they were already like before the pandemic was even a thing, like they were set up for it. Yeah, and we're not talking like doing it well for a church. Yeah, like like they had they had a series on what is it Amazon Prime. Yeah, like an actual legit series um, that they put together. Um, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't necessarily my thing, but I was watching. I was like, "This is really well made. Like, this looks like a series that belongs on Prime." Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like reality TV, but like actually better than reality. TV. Yeah, but I mean, so yeah, so they're so I'm just like watching the services online, and and it seems like part of like not just them, but a lot of churches, like, and churches like by the more like you know conservative fundamentalist like crowd will actually get like chastised for this for like trying to look too much like the world, you know, like being too hip, you know, and, and watering down the gospel. Yeah, like <laughs> when was Jesus ever about all that? Except all the time, but. <clears throat> So, but then I, but I almost felt like Rob they were, they were so successful at fitting in with the culture that it almost like looped back on itself to where I realized it, like I was watching a video that said, oh, this is just like all these, like, cause I've watched like, you know, videos from other people, whether it's like, you know, Pete Enns, Greg Boy, like other people we've talked about. I'm like, this seems like it's on that level, but I'm getting more. But I'm actually getting more out of these other things that I'm watching that are not my church. Yeah. Know? So it's like, okay, so they've sort of, okay, you've succeeded in making yourself fit in like with everything else, but now, but that had the, I guess, you know, side effect of you know, fortunate or unfortunate, depending on your perspective, of me realizing like. Okay, I don't need to be getting this from you anymore. 
or did I ever actually need to be getting it from you? I mean, yeah, it was yeah, beneficial what I was. Yeah. Like it was beneficial when I was, but so I basically, you know, kind of came to the conclusion that and through that realization and just like other conversations I'd had with, with people because, you know, that was another big, like, topic of conversation, like, when things started shutting down, like, when, you know, in certain states or certain areas, like, churches actually weren't allowed to meet anymore. Like, here in Ohio, I, I remember DeWine, him, like, saying, like, okay, I'm not going to touch church services, I'm going to strongly recommend you don't, but I'm not going to, you know, like, I guess he just didn't want to, you know. Well, yeah, Ohio doesn't have the budget to handle <laughs> from every church. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, th I didn't think Kentucky did either, but... Oh well. Wait, they they pulled that. I th I thought there I I think there actually were if I rem if I'm remembering co correctly there were instances like they were at least doing stuff like I remember reading stories about like in some areas in Kentucky they were actually like sending like police out to like get license plates from like cars in the parking lot or some shit like that I don't know. But anyway, so have you seen most of Kentucky? The cops are very bored. <sighs> yeah, and they're anyway. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks from my Amazon job. Um, so, so, be, so there was that whole debate on, you know, like, just, you know, just politically, you know, like re the religious freedom aspect of it. But then also just, I say like, there's politically and then there's like real life, <laughs> like that angle of it, you know, like so many people view church, like I guess so many Christians view church as such a fundamental necessary expression of the faith and, and, and of their politics that too yeah because if you if you infringe on it now you're you're trampling on the bill of rights and all yeah. of that and yeah. okay that thing is worded so vaguely in so many places yeah. i don't know how you can claim it specifically says anything about anything yeah and I, I have thoughts on that, but I think I'll save it for if we ever talk politics. It seems like a rough draft, doesn't it? <laughs> You're, they're like, it took them like months to get that thing agreed upon or whatever. I don't really know, but I'm sure it was a long time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like separation of church and state. You mean like they can't be in the same place at the same time? No, like, that, what do you mean? <laughs> that's the thing. That phrase isn't actually in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. That was in like a letter from Jefferson to... Right. Okay. That's but, right. but that concept so, of... Shall make no law establishing a religion. Yeah. And that's right? all it was. It never said... Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't want to start into that or I'll keep going and start yelling and wake my family up. But... um. Yeah. Just turn around, look at the wall. Look at the wall. Look... It's so real looking. Look at the, the tapestry behind you. Yeah, that, those are happy colors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's very nearly Pride, Pride yeah, Month. Yeah, there we go. You could say it's for Pride Month. Yeah, it's still June. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, so I would be having discussions, calm discussions, at put, putting it politely, uh, with other Christians about, you know, churches being shut down and how big a deal that actually is. Cause I was trying to make the point of, you know, like there's more to being a Christian than like going to a building on Sunday morning and singing some songs and listen to some dude talk, you know, and the building is closed. The church can't, you can't right. shut the church. And down. I was trying to make that point is like, 
like especially since you know the point ostensibly you know again you know you can debate whether you think it is or not but for the sake of this discussion the idea is like keeping people safe and healthy so basically loving other people and like okay this is the chance for the church to actually like be the church and like love people and care for the yeah. safety of our community and where it's like fuck that I want to go to my building and you know and, uh, but which again, <laughs> okay, fine, happen. if that's what you want to do. And like I said, I like something I've tried to maintain from the whole, since this whole like pandemic thing started, is like I realize I don't actually know enough about, you know, pandemics, viruses, or like any of the other angles, like economics or, you know, whatever, to really have too strong of an opinion on it. And most other people who are arguing about it don't either, but they'll argue anyway. Now, so, I'll tell you what I've noticed. Right? Since, <clears throat> recently, since I became a like a stock stock and crypto chart nerd, mm. looking at things, <clears throat> um, right around the time the pandemic took off running, uh, there was also um, a uh, just a, a pattern in the stock chart where there was going to be a dip. Right, a slight correction, but it happened the exact same time as the pandemic. So part of all of the hesitancy of people getting together, it was—I'm sure it was economic. Because if a ton of people get sick, when the market is is just dying to take a correction, anyway, mm. it can go like after the correction, it can bounce back. Or it could take the opposite angle, and the math still works, and it could just keep chugging down. <laughs> and now normally it'll just bounce back up until, unless something horrendous happens, like a pandemic. Mm, yeah. So they're trying to save people's lives, and they're also trying to save people's lives <laughs> because if, if the, the same time tanks, tanks that hard, like people can't pay for stuff they get sicker like it's just yeah so, so i think they did overreact but there was a reason for it yeah yeah like i said but i tried to you know keep that mindset of like i don't actually know enough to really say much less like judge other people so i'm like so i'm trying yeah. not to, like but in like this instance it's like it's like i don't necessarily have a problem with okay if that's what you really want to do is to like go meet at your church, like you know, like I said, I'm not gonna try to stop you or whatever, you know. But just knowing like your reasoning is like, no, this is something we have to do. Like people saying things like God is bigger than this pandemic is like, yeah, he is. But you're what is he saying for? Yeah, <laughs> but that's we've conflated the church with God, like, and they're not yeah. always the same. At least you know in the way people think about it, and like. So just thinking of it as, well, if I'm going to be a Christian, if I'm going to follow God, I have to go to my church on Sunday and be part of the service and sing the songs and give my money and all that and listen to probably a man talk because, you know. Because women have periods to get emotional in there. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so you can't trust them the rest of the time either. Yeah, that's what, that's what it's got to be. Yeah, and God doesn't have ovaries, neither yeah. did Jesus. Yeah. So, well, I can't argue with that because I don't want except to. Except all the times where God is described in womanly terms. No, yeah. Well, 
and and where Jesus did some really womanly things <laughs> for the for the time. Uh, yeah, but yeah, um, but just that idea that. Yeah, so after having those conversations with people and trying to say like, no, this isn't this isn't all there is to being the church, you know, but so many people seem to think like, no, this is actually necessary. But then, like I said, like after, so that kind of got my brain thinking about like, well, why is church that important? Why do we see it as that important? Like, is it really? But basically came to the conclusion after, and this was after like, like weeks and weeks of, you know, thinking about it and, you know, and after not going and like I said, watching all these videos on YouTube and realizing, oh, this is kind of like a lot of other things. Like I basically where I'm at now is I'm not saying there's no reason or no importance in like attending a church, but also <laughs> recognizing everything that you can get from a church that's beneficial, you can get other places too. Like a church is not the only place to get, because that's the things people like other Christians would bring up to me. Like, this is why we need to go to church. Or like for things like fellowship and, you know, good, solid teaching from the word. And it's like, that's debatable whether you're actually getting that or not, or how important that even is. But you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get. Why do we assume the church is the best place to get solid teaching about the word? Yeah. And you know, I mean, like, like you don't know what they got in seminary. Were, yeah. were they were they a C minus student? <laughs> are we get, are we getting C minus sermons? Or do they proudly like you know brag about flunking out of seminary? Like some pastors I've heard, not necessarily flunking out, but yeah, anyway. Just, yeah, work, working working. Yeah, but like I you can get you can get hard. yeah, like you can get but you can get teaching anywhere. Like you can fellowship with other believers, and like and that's the other thing. Like I don't even see it necessary to specifically have fellowship just with other believers. I'm like just fellowship with right. people. But yeah, now so I've been thinking about like um, so something's been on my mind lately. Uh. Before you get into that, I'm going to get into my second beer. I already got it in my second one. Yeah. Um, am, I, am I a beer image? Or just no, a you're, you're regular. Ah, regular. Um, Good for you. You've been drinking your prune juice. <laughs> Sorbitol. That's why prune juice works. Um, we are old. No, I, it's I official. We're, talk, we're talking about prune juice on our podcast. We are officially no, old. We're talking about Sorbitol. different. Um, I give that to my kids. It's uh, it's fruit sugar, mm. which is naturally difficult to digest. Which is why if you eat a bunch of strawberries or blueberries, you can shit your brains out mm. accidentally. Speaking of accidentally shooting your brains out, right before I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you? Um, right before I got on here, I was reading a news story. There was going to be the ultimate slip and slide game show. Um, that was going to be on, co-hosted by Ron Funchies. If you don't know who that is, look Which I him don't. up. He reminds me of a more chill Eric Barnes, our friend. Hmm. More chill, maybe high all the time, 
Ooh. and black, also very feminine. It's maybe not at all like Eric Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they're filming this they have in five days left. <laughs> I know what it is. He's, the guy's really into superheroes and comics yeah. and stuff. That's what. Um, and he's just funny because he doesn't give a shit. But like, he makes a living doing that. Um, they had five days left in the filming, and uh, forty people got Giardia <laughs> because it turns out when you film a giant water slide show that is on the ground on somebody's farm all the animals that have pooped there <laughs> have left giardia for you mm, that was nice of them yeah so they get like it's in the mud and in the water a little bit the people were shitting their brains out it said the ultimate slip and slide show turned into the ultimate shit show <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, how perfect is that? Like, there will never be another story where that, that works so well. That's really good. Yeah. And it's, it sounds like a show I want to watch. Yeah, now it is. But Yeah. No, and, and like, you're trying to, like, how close to poop in his pants is that person? <laughs> <laughs> well, can we see it starting now? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what are you drinking there? Uh, this is, I got a Rogue mix pack at Costco. Mm. Oil's down to $8 a six pack, which is really good. It's uh, Rogue Newport Days Hazy Pale Ale. Mm. And they've got this thing on the back of the can. I don't know if you've seen this. It's kind of new. Mm. It's like a, it's a flavor pentagram <laughs> where they show you like, I think they got the idea from uh, Leafly the app where they like do the flavor profile. So I forgot the idea from Satan. Right. No, but this pentagram is right side up. So is that Jesus? Is that Michael? No, Bernie? that's actually, I think that's witches. The good, the good witches. It's a protection symbol. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't give but, nearly the amount of shits I used to about that. <laughs> but this is so far. I don't, summer beers kind of missed the mark for me, right? Especially when it's like a summer IPA. Yeah. Um, but this, this tastes, it doesn't, sometimes it tastes like, like suntan lotion or, it, you know, it just mm. tastes too much like the thing. This tastes like it goes with the smell of water, like lake or ocean water. Mm. And it tastes like sand, but in a good way. <laughs> I... I don't understand. I shall have to try it sometime. But yeah, so I'm right. drinking. Uh, oh yeah, Back. Great Lakes IPA backwards. So this one was, I guess, indirectly provided to me. It was uh, so last weekend as part of the whole like uh, moving process and like all the other shit we've been going through. Um, some friends of ours organized like a big like work day at our house, which uh, Matt and our other friend Jeremy who were. They were sort of in, I guess, on the uh, the pre-work day. Yeah, like I came day. for bad practice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they like they helped us put in some very important cabinets that were going to be very necessary for the next day, like getting things organized and everything. And so, they were symbolic. Yeah, 
Like that was like the, those cabinets didn't get trimmed and in place. Like it was just symbolic that the next day was going to be terrible. Yeah, because I'm imagining like the next day, like with how awesome it was and how much we got done, but like how much more of a pain it would have been to have to also do that, like first thing in the morning and. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so again, thanks to you and thank you, Jeremy. Um, so anyway, so I, I hesitate to say like how this was indirectly provided to me. So as part of uh, our preparation for having like there was like we had almost like 20 people helping out, which was awesome. Got so much shit done. But uh, Steph, my wife, was like, we need to get some things like make sure we like like. We obviously had things covered like coffee and like water for everyone. And, but like she loves, like she has her own little espresso machine. So it's like, oh, I can make like cappuccinos and lattes and stuff. And then she's actually like, oh, you should go to the store and get like a bunch of beers and, you know, some different ones. And so and she, <laughs> and she looked at me and she's like, I think beverages are our love language. And I could not agree more. So we bought a bunch of beer for everyone, but the problem was it was like one of the like hottest days we've had. And also I think a lot of people who were over just also just didn't drink or didn't really, or even if they do, they, it's not like a big thing for them. So like nobody had any beer. <laughs> That's surprising that no one had any. Well, we also didn't tell them we had it. So, <laughs> so this is... So this is part of what we bought. So, for, so if there's anyone listening who uh, was there, sorry, and come over anytime, and I will give you some beer. So you left that part out of the story when you told me, <laughs> and I really, really wanted to come over that night when, when you said, like, you're like, <laughs> all these people were here, didn't drink any of our beer. There was enough for all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think. And, would you like to come over and have some? And I was like, I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing, like, because I'm, I'm imagining, I, thinking, like, like again, if any of the people who were there are listening now, if I was wrong, please forgive me. And like I said, seriously, come over. I will give you some beers. But uh, it just, I just always, like, like I said, it was just so hot. And like I said, most people there, like, didn't really seem necessarily like really big beer drinkers. But I have the feeling, like, if at any point during the day, if I would have asked someone what they wanted to drink, it would have either just been coffee or water. <laughs> That's like probably all yeah. people really wanted. But yeah, yeah, if you're not getting enough water when it's hot like that, then you have beer. Like, yeah. you just get tired and stupid. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know. But anyway, so. <laughs> it's like, it has its place. Yeah. <laughs> So back to the thing I interrupted you saying. Yeah. Um, so it was something that's been on my mind. This, this relates to church. Uh, so with the pandemic, and I don't have any numbers to back this up. It's just like a strong gut feel. Um, like numbers it. will follow up, sure. Because whenever this, whenever I get that feeling like something happens later to validate it. So America was already on its way to like quote unquote post-Christian. Mm. Um, because Europe, Europe goes first. California says us too, and then the rest of our country goes along eventually. Um, that's a science. That's a history thing for you. Like Europeans mm. going around South America to California. Mm. California's been first in a lot of stuff. 
did it wrong a lot of times first. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so I feel like the pandemic sped that up. Uh, because like you said, like watching services on TV or if your church didn't have that, um, or at least didn't have it done very well, it, it didn't um, mean as much to you. And so then people were kind of left realizing that kind of accidentally, quickly, like, I don't really need that. Like, I like it maybe, but I don't need it. Mm -hmm. And so that, in a weird way, kind of moved a lot. I feel like it moved a lot of Christians into a post-Christian mindset. Not that they lost their faith, but they started asking questions like, okay, what does it really look like? Like, if I can't have that thing that felt like it was propelling me along, uh, what does it look like if it's just mine? Mm. Um, like, it's not... I Like, it's not... My faith isn't part of the organization's faith. It's my faith. Um, which is part of it. And now it's that, that that person's faith isn't part of that one location, now you kind of feel like, well, I'm kind of part of everybody who believes or maybe doesn't believe, because we all went through the pandemic, we were all in the same boat. It was like one of the most unifying things. Mm. And we had the president who was just really suited for not, for not leveraging the most unifying thing <laughs> since the world wars. Do you know how bad you need to be at your job? to fuck up the most unifying thing that is just handed yeah. to you. You can't do shit about it. <laughs> yeah, because even, like, like, or I guess more they, recently, you like... You have to act actively, like, yeah. intentionally work against it. <laughs> yeah, because you even think, like, 9-11, like, even someone like Bush, like, he didn't fuck that up. <laughs> no! And, and he was polarizing. <laughs> right. <laughs> And his, even though, like, his solution was, hey, let's go invade a country that had nothing to do with it. And he still. <laughs> yeah, that's. And it, it still worked. They made it totally because they started tugging on their leash a long time ago. They were America's lapdog in that area. We funded all that stuff. Reason why they had weapons of mass destruction, they did actually have them originally. They were already gone when we went over there. The reason why they had them originally is because America looked the other way while they were making them. Because they were our ally harassing Iran, so we didn't have to. And then and then they're like, he invades Kuwait. That was that was his main mistake. He invaded Kuwait and and here's the thing. The Pentagon gave him the unofficial okay. He's like, so we might invade Kuwait, is kind of what he said. You read between the lines kind of thing. And they're like we kind of are going to change the subject right now, and so that's and so that, that that's that's the back channel unofficial. Yeah, mm. it, go ahead, it's fine with us. Nice. And then he did. And we're like, yeah, we never said it was okay. And he's like, but we never said it was okay. <laughs> it's like true. Yeah. So yeah, it's like yeah. It always ends up in history at some point, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so uh, so with all of that, like quickly becoming post-Christian, um, now 
reaching people, reaching people who um, aren't church people, who didn't go to church. Uh, it, it just feels like somehow we quickly got to a place where you couldn't leverage uh, somebody's extended family context of faith in some way in, in their recent past. Um, so that like, you couldn't use, not, now it's, it's harder to use um, Bible language to attract people because it's just outside their context. Even believers, you weren't, they weren't immersed in it. They're more immersed in their regular life than they were in a church during the pandemic. Um, so now even with people who are used to going to church, you're speaking like a dual language. And it's like, how do you, how do you share the gospel? How do you share the good news without using like Bible language? Um, so it's kind of like, so, so Jesus didn't have the New Testament <laughs> when he, he was preaching. Mm-hmm. He was using people's local context, which was uh, Old Testament scriptures, like Hebrew Bible stuff. And, um, but interesting, he, that was his context, but all of his teaching stories were not from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. He, they, they were parables that he made up. And what did they what did they all use? They all utilized um, circumstances people either had like had lived through or they had witnessed or had you know like somehow been adjacent to them. It was all regular yeah. life stuff. Yeah, it was all like common experience, like a lot of agriculture yeah. stuff or family or the, things or, or yeah, wedding or parties. Or the missing coins, which were probably like wedding coins on a necklace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that's why she was so distraught and why the celebration when she found them, it was kind of like a, losing a wedding ring and finding it again. Um, and there's no mention of her husband, so she could have been a widow, which makes it even like, you know, more important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking like, how, how do you, first of all, what is, what is the gospel when it's not in the churchy context or churchy language? Because we're we're already at a point where it, like it's harder to make the point with that now, <laughs> and like I don't I didn't know I like I don't know what that means. And then I was listening to an audiobook, uh, Rob Bell and some other guy, um, and it's called "Jesus Wants to Save Christians." <laughs> I love that title. Oh, Godspeed to him. Now I haven't gotten the point in in the book where. Uh, they make that point. Hello? Night. Night. Love you. You too. Bye. Bye. Night. See, I told him earlier that if he says anything uh, too loud, like it'll end up on the recording. And so he did that because he totally wants to be on the recording. <laughs> All right. You made it, little guy. Yeah. That was Owen. Yeah. Before uh, I came he sounds down, so uh, much. I, I just realized how long it's been since I've seen him. He sounds so much older. <laughs> he's super tall. He's real skinny. Mm, yeah. To, he hasn't gained weight in the last year, mm. but he's got taller, which is a problem. He's just stretched out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's happened to my son too. And I don't know if it's stress or like his medication is making him not as hungry. 
we're not really mm-hmm. sure. But it's concerning. Um, before I came down, he, he said, um, he's like, F on Tommy. He never says that. Hmm. He never says stuff like that. I was like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh. Um, well, I appreciate yeah. that. Tell him we did. <laughs> yeah. So what does church look like? Like, what is the good news? And what does church look like if we lose the churchy context and pull at Jesus and use people's everyday kind. <laughs> I said, Hey Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, Which one though? I like that question. Um, I just want to make sure I'm pulling the right one. Oh, <laughs> you don't want to pull the wrong Jesus. No, yeah, not not the white Swedish Jesus that was in the. No, the I old pulled movie. the wrong Jesus. I, I don't know why, but I just imagined like like a New Year's Eve confetti popper, <laughs> but just like also evil comes out. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, pulled the wrong Jesus again. Again, again, put the wrong. All right, I swear I'll get it next year. <laughs> um, Happy goddamn New Year, everybody! <laughs> do, you, do you ever think, ever like sit and like wonder, like, there's a Google algorithm that that like data mines all of the words we say, <laughs> <laughs> try to like figure out where to put it in search results. <laughs> uh, I wish. I could look into like the brain, I guess, of whatever AI is listening to us right now, just to see what they're thinking. <laughs> um, oh, but I do guys, I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate your son for lots of reasons, but for there recently, kind of like that interruption kind of snapped me out of because I realized, like, <clears throat> like just with you talking, like basically where where my brain is when you're talking is at least tonight is not so much in the, Oh, we're having a conversation, but it's like, it's almost <laughs> like I'm listening to a podcast. Like I'm, I'm just listening to you. Like, I'm <laughs> Oh, well that, that's fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So in this book, um, they, they phrased it and I don't, so it's just him and his co-author, um, reading the audio book and it's a single take. And so they're just sitting in the studio together and they're like trading off. They're not, re- they're sometimes reading each other's material, sometimes their own. Mm. Um, it's all very casual and awesome. And uh, they get to the point where a couple of the disciples, I forget who, they're on the road to somewhere. Uh, if they're on, whether they're on a road for real in real life when it happened or not, like, it's perfect because it kind of shows like they're in transition. Like things are up in the air. They haven't arrived, but certainly left somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the stranger talks to them on the road. Um, and they're like, they're like, they're like, Jesus, what the hell, man? <laughs> we thought it would be awesome. And then he up and died. <laughs> and now what? Now we got to go back home. People are going to point and laugh a lot. Uh, and we're going to have to, how are we going to catch fish? <laughs> like, you're not there to tell us where to throw the net. 
Uh, True. And the stranger talks to them, and he, he, he says, WTF, mate? Like, here's the real story about Jesus. And he quotes what they, they say, like, that this stranger who they end up realizing is Jesus. And I'll get to that part in a second. But uh, the stranger explained to them and made it, had it make sense using only the Old Testament. Using only their previous context, he made the case for uh, the upside down by human standards kingdom and uh, mm. that suffering leads to growth and that uh, like he had to die to overcome and all that. Uh, but what stuck out with me was like he, he made the point to them and made Jesus makes sense. They had been with him, <laughs> but the stranger made Jesus make sense to them uh, mm. using only th their personal context. Mm. That stood out to me. Like yeah. church should, for a long time has been inviting people into a new context. Yeah. And then showing them how that new context meets their needs. Um, right. Yeah. Cause They'll pay like lip service to the whole like you know come as you are concept, but it's almost implied like yeah come as you are, but we'll change you eventually. Come as you are until you're saved, and then we have rules. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then who um, you are must become who you were. What? Like what is currently your present tense will in the future have to be your past tense. Right. There. Yeah. And then, well, that doesn't make sense. Church is going to really have to wrestle with quantum stuff, quantum physics, quantum science, because like, we have a very linear outlook on things. And I mean, linear which, time is just not a thing. Yeah, which, I mean, and like there at is least no from you and then after you, it's like, it's all the same. Yeah, really, like to borrow the phrase, like, you know, also like this, the view from my porch, it's like, good luck wrestling with quantum physics when we haven't even got the Bible figured out yet. <laughs> well, we're trying to figure it out for the wrong thing. We're like, here's what it is. We'll figure it out based on that assumption. <laughs> yeah, it's all about, yeah, and that's, I mean... <sighs> I, I know we've already talked about, about the Bible, and I even did the whole, like, extra quick and dirty free shot of something, whatever, about even more Bible. And <laughs> Maybe they eventually just get called quick and dirty. <laughs> Which, for a while, like, I was, like, kind of uh, spitballing ideas for your last one. Yeah. Like, a couple of the ideas I had were either, like perfectly fucked or fucked to perfection. <laughs> that puts us in the wrong circles. <laughs> right. Which my my, my wife very wisely pointed out. She's like, I think that's not quite what you're actually going for. <laughs> With the FUBAR word, like that yeah. works perfectly. And it, it appeals to possibly veterans. Yeah. Um, who for some reason, like I feel, 
I have not served. <laughs> no, me neither. And I, and I'm not. I, I, I don't. And I'm not even one of those. Well, I thought about it. Listen, no, I never even thought about it. I'm no. just not even. I, but yeah. I feel like I can relate, and maybe mm. it's my own life circumstances where. But I, I have even had like an ex marine assume I, I had that I had served. Wow. I don't know. See, part of it is I think like I have like. I think I hold my shoulders just like a little high or I move like I'm always ready to take a, hmm. I move like I'm always ready to take a hit. <laughs> well, then again, you, like, you've also made, like, you've also made a Saudi Arabian think you were Egyptian. Yeah. So I, I've been in the Egyptian military, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The best I've done, like when I was in Germany, when I was in college, I guess some, some, uh, Germans, German tourists thought I was a local in Berlin. They started like asking me for directions in German. That I took as a huge compliment. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like your skin tone, skin tone and facial hair match. <laughs> no, I think it was more like because that was back in the phase. Like I just, I, I always wore like all black and like never wore shorts. So oh. I, I fit in very well in Berlin. Like like Dieter. Yeah, and always wore black. Yeah, my 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 black clothes were a little baggier than theaters but yeah now, I rec I highly recommend um, for a bunch of reasons uh, Craig Ferguson's old late night talk show yes he had a perverted German voice where he just <laughs> it always sounded like he was about to talk you into something you'd regret <laughs> and what made I would let better, him he was talking to an animatronic uh, gay robot with a mohawk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so they would have like Naturally. very nearly dirty conversations back and forth. <laughs> uh, man, I missed that show. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of inspiration for, for our thing where uh, his show was an elaborate deconstruction Ooh. of the genre it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of our goal as well. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, we're kind of like in like if there was like a Venn diagram with like Craig Ferguson, uh, Bonfire Sessions, which is another podcast I highly recommend. Um, yeah, I would listen to it. Yeah. Nah, seriously. I know I've only got so much time and All right, All right Matt and Mike, I hope you're not listening to this. This is embarrassing, but but. <laughs> I mean, they're just like us. They're like a Matt and a dude with cancer. Yeah. Well, I just, I just, I maybe just got new earbuds. I don't know if I'm going to return them or not. They're forty dollars. I don't know. Yeah, that could be my my, yeah. my Father's Day present to myself. Ooh, those are the best. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, yeah. I got myself a six pack of Arrogant Bastards in a bag of in a bag of a Sour Patch Watermelon. You want know to buy myself like that's a good call. Just that's hell yeah, it is. Built well together. They did. Huh. I think last year I got myself a uh, an Optimus Prime transformer. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I never had one when I was little. I had the um, I had the yeah. Ultra Magnus, which was the same truck but different colors and stuff. Nah. Um, and by the time I wanted one, they had stopped making them because of this stupid movie. Great, you know, freaking yeah. scarred children forever. Yeah, it's like. 
like in their mind, well, they're like, oh, we got to like, you know, introduce a whole new line of toys. So we'll get rid of the old. But they did not take into account the psychological damage they were doing to like eight year olds everywhere. I don't know how they missed that. But <laughs> so um, there was a mini series, I think. Um, well, because like G.I. Joe did the same thing. They like killed off Duke in the in the movie. Yeah. And the, the G.I. Joe movie was just dark and weird. I don't know if you ever saw that. Uh, was that the one where Cobra Commander and Serpentor have a like a conflict for power, or was that something else? I think. I mean, it was made about the same time as the Transformers movie, but but did not have the benefit of the Stan Bush soundtrack. So. Yeah, I got myself a um, Optimus Prime. There is a mini series I think somewhere called War for Cybertron, and it was kind of a continuation of the storyline. Um, kind of, I don't know how they worked it in. They eventually brought Optimus Prime back to life, I think. Um, yeah, because <laughs> they're like, "Whoops, our bad." Yeah, you figure out a way to do that. Yeah, but then they they introduced uh, the, the concept of the All Spark and all that, yeah. which was. A great concept for beast machines. That one got that was a that was a post Beast Wars. <laughs> I was totally a grown up when I watched all of these. <laughs> like after the original series, Beast Wars, Beast Machines has like an all spark like kind of like religious mm. uh, aspect to it, which was just cool. Um, way over kids' heads, um, which is why it lasted more like two seasons. But this, this Optimus Prime figure, uh, like it looks like the original one, transforms very closely to the original. Mm. Um, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't. Tra okay, I bought it for myself. I think last Father's Day. Never opened it. I got it. I got it for Christmas um, from Owen, um, and I still haven't transformed it yet. Mm. I don't know why. I think because like if I if I do that, then the thing I wanted is now here, and now I don't have that thing to hope for anymore. Mm. Which is how hope works. Which is why we need to have our hope in something. It sounds backwards, but our hope has to be in something that we can never attain. Like, we, if we hope for a circumstance, once we get that circumstance, we are now hopeless. Um, mm. Yeah, which is why in affluent countries, um, the suicide rate is so high. And our friend Hakeem, um, who grew up in South Central LA, that's, that's, that's where he grew up, right? I know he was born there. I, I don't remember at what point he moved over here, but... Yeah, he, he definitely experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was South Central LA, but he grew up in Death Is Coming For You, LA. <laughs> yeah. And and he was like, PTSD wasn't a thing. And it was, and I think what he meant by that was, um, when just surviving is what you have to hope for, like. Your bar is real low. Yeah. And because I, and maybe because you never know like how long it's going to be until you die. 
because of the random deaths that happen all the time, you never feel like you've attained the thing you hope for. Mm. And so that, that pursuit of that hope helps you avoid things like PTSD. And that, um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's something like I, I think we should explore at some point. Yeah, hope. I think uh, the hope. I think hope could be a, a, another topic soon. Yeah, there's a lot more to unpack there. Yeah, especially like comparing like different like cultures and societies, like the more more affluent versus less affluent, and it's like why? I mean, like, is depression a convenience that we are afforded? <laughs> huh. Yeah, because I'd be interested, like, looking places like, <clears throat> you know, like, India or, like, parts of Africa that are just, like, so poor. It's like, but, like, what's the suicide right there? Like, what's, like, yeah, I, I don't know. But I think it'd be, yeah. It's a topic so, I, I would I, love I, to, like, discuss <laughs> further completely uninformed. And... Uh, okay, back, back, and then this is wrapping up that one point. Um, so, I, th I think the guy on the road was not, like, actually, like, physically Jesus. But what they realized was the spirit of Jesus was present in, in that person. Because it says their eyes were opened, and they saw that it was Jesus, um, but like, were they talking to him with his with their eyes closed? Like, they didn't just suddenly like see Jesus' mm. face. I, I think eyes being open meant like yeah, they, they realized now Jesus is in way more people. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Uh, so I, how do we? So Jesus, in that context, used. Um, their context to make the case for Jesus. So how do we use people's use it? How do, how do we, uh, basically how do we show that Christ is present in somebody's life already using only things they're familiar with? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it centers on, on love and oneness, unity, um, pointing out whenever they try to leverage strength or uh, an over an over kind of authority instead of an under kind of authority, like how that eventually fucked them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it worked for a while. Until it totally didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't. That's really intriguing to me. But I think that is where the the function of church, like what has been kind of an internal function of church now, like in society, what does that become? Like you move it out outside of there, and then take it out of all the churchy language context. Mm. Um, and it's not a bait and switch where remember how you had a problem with that somebody mentioned 
So it's like a bait and switch. We're like, those are bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. When was this? I mean, I've probably had a problem with that on several occasions, but <laughs> I don't want to throw anybody under. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't. Um, because if, if you mostly like, I, I don't want you to throw anyone under the bus for two reasons. One, that's just a shitty thing to do, and two, and maybe maybe more importantly, because I, I would have to edit that out, and I'm already busy enough. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I got that out of my system in the first report. <laughs> yeah, which that's what I'm hoping from here on out. Like like I said, like that one, I literally cut it in half. <laughs> It was four hours down to two, but then, <laughs> but then episode two, like I didn't edit anything. It was just we start, we end. That was it. No cuts, nothing. Yeah, so, I feel like there was a lot of nervous energy in the first one. Yeah, or we, we were just spinning wheels just to calm down, or I was anyway. And there was also a lot of weakest beer we're drinking is about ten percent energy in there as well. Yeah, that'll. <laughs> cause some problems mm. but they were fun problems <laughs> that, it's like an every now and again problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. you know you, it was good for its time you know yeah it's a special it was Oktoberfest yes you know, we were yeah we were culturally appropriating um, well I wasn't culturally appropriating I have German heritage so okay well me too all right, we were so we were just appropriate, which is I'm, like a I'm like German Irish, so I guess I'm exuberant. I'm I'm an exuberant perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm like, I mean, the name the name Stewart is Scottish, but like other than that, it's mostly like German, English, Irish, like just general. The way the way I put <clears throat> my uh, my lineage is like. Obviously, mostly European, you know, hence the whiteness. <laughs> but the way I put it is all the beer countries, not the wine countries. It's like yeah. we don't we don't really have like Italian, French, you know, none of that. It's all like Central Northern European. Interesting thing about that. For some reason, I really enjoy watching. Uh, the Irish people try things on, on YouTube yes. and um, what I've noticed is even when they're sober, they have drunk mannerisms, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's beer and whiskey drunk mannerisms. Yeah. Well, that's just, that's just muscle memory. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just like, it's like all this like broad gesturing and um, that, that, that it, it is like a nonverbal communication device nice. with the Irish. And I'm not making that up. When they're making me a point and they pause to punch their hand, I'm like, and you couldn't be more Irish. Mm. <laughs> so that's beer and whiskey drunk, those manners. But then look at France and the way like to kind of just like tell consonants they can fuck off at the end of a word. <laughs> like, whatever, you're all vowels. And <laughs> That's wine drunk. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah, you're you're, you're chill, pretty happy because of all the sugar in it, and and then yeah, that's that's one of my. I took French in high school. That was like one of my favorite things about the pronunciation is like 
legit, like, you would look at a word and, like, someone would ask, like, well, how do you pronounce that word? Like, particularly, like, how do you pronounce, like, the end of that word? And it's like, well, it depends. What's the next word? Yeah, that sounds like a drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Germany. Germany is, I guess, uh, like, beer drunk and sweet wine. Like, yeah. that's what that... Yeah, because then, then I took German in college. And, like, German, like, it's less like a language and more just like math. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But what I appreciated about German was not only, like, when you're looking at a word, not only did you know you were going to pronounce every single letter. <laughs> you're going to pronounce the shit out of those letters. <laughs> yeah. But also, they would be pronounced the same way every time. That's true. Which, I mean, especially for someone speaking English, it's like, what the fuck does that even look like? But well, but then one of my favorite things about the German language, um, just is kind of, I think this kind of clues you into how it's going to go. Like, So you're going to pronounce every single letter, but even just the name of their country, Deutschland, in that word, five consonants in a row. So it's D E U. T S C H L A N D. See, that's how they won a war. <laughs> yeah, France just saw the name and was was like, "All right, we give up." No, like the precision required to say the name of the country. It's like we'll pronounce that D. In France, is like I don't know what to do with the rest of the word. We're just <laughs> <laughs> no, but like to speak things clearly. I there's precision required even when you're drunk. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so like that kind of precision that you can't turn off. <laughs> I think that helps. I think that helps. I say they won a war. They didn't win any wars, but oh, yeah. they they tried real hard in both. <laughs> right. Yeah. They had some successes. Yeah. Yeah. The weird, the weird, the weird thing about French is French. French is um, the weird thing is how you just said that word. Yeah. French. <laughs> um, no, that's weird. That's weird. Also, some people call them cheese-eating surrender monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but up until World War Two. Like, well, there goes our listenership in France. The Ger our, our, our Germany listenership's probably going up now. Like, Is we it? actually told them they won some wars and stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. they, they kind of functionally did. I mean, like, in the awfulest way. No, you know what it was? I'm remembering, uh, I was, like, cross-pollinating, like, actual history and uh, Man in the High Castle. Yeah, I was about to say, is that, are you thinking of Man in the High Castle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, in France, <laughs> France was belligerent. Really badly up until World War Two. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah. They were all set to really, really fight for a long time. Um, except for that other part of the border. <laughs> yep. 
there's a parallel there, I think, for churches. Ooh. I was wondering how we're going to bring it back. <laughs> you work so hard to protect a particular front, and then, and then everything falls apart. And yeah. there's uh, there's a thing like there's a shift that happens where when a church is taking new ground constantly, like like the church that, that like that that we were a part of. Um, there's with that there's kind of reckless abandon uh, which is a good thing because you're not all that concerned about preserving what you have when you're doing that but then there's a turning point in, in, or in every organization when it gets to a point either where it becomes so, so big that it has to now focus on uh, protecting itself uh, or uh, or from the very beginning just focused on protecting itself and it has growth problems because of that. Um, and once an organization switches from taking new ground to protecting ground, it starts to die. Because Jesus was, I don't think he was ever about protecting ground that's already been taken. Like it was always, because there was nothing tangible to protect. Maybe that's what it is. Hmm. It was always the relationship or the internal connection with God. And nothing can, nothing external can make that impossible to continue. You know what I mean? Like nothing can like fundamentally destroy those things. Yeah. Except um, trying to protect it, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever you define the territory and say. Yeah, because it's all. And, and, and define, and maybe define the hills you die on. Right. I think it's all about. <clears throat> I guess maybe the way I would put it, like codifying it or canonizing it, to use a biblical term. Yeah. Well, it's because, like, like you say, like for Jesus, like the point was like not trying to establish a new religion, but I mean, you could say it wasn't even to connect people with God, but like the way I see it is like to make them realize they already were connected. So he yeah. would use like certain like methodologies, certain ways of explaining things. And you can see this like all throughout the Bible or any writings, like in any point in church history, it's like they would have that same goal of like you, God, like either from their point of view, actually trying to get you to connect or just to see that you're already connected. And people like throughout the whole, you know, history would like find things. Okay. That thing we did. Okay. That worked. But it's like, okay, okay, that worked for these people. But we look at like that snapshot and especially like if it's in the Bible, we'll say, oh, well, that it's not just that worked for those people. We're just like, that's what works. So we yeah. have to keep that up. And that's where it starts to die. It was when you're, you're worshiping, I guess the way you think of it, yeah, you're worshiping the methodology of making the connection there 
instead of focusing on the connection on just <clears throat> and I think so many Christians instead of thinking whatever it takes for you to recognize where you are in God it's like no we have to honor these methods you know and including in our modern context feels like no we have to honor going to church we have to honor listening to a sermon and singing songs and tithing and we have to honor how you get to go yeah instead of yeah because like we look at it like if someone will say oh i feel so connected to god and instead of saying that's great it's like so many christians like no like their first reaction is well how did you connect to god because if it's not what i already had you know and my yeah. you know then allow me to encourage correct encourage i mean encourage yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i've had that this discussion with people like who disagree with like where I'm coming from and some of a lot of the beliefs I have and like but the way I try to explain to him is like okay even according to the Bible which is like all that you're like using to kind of debate me right now is like there's all kind of language about like you know judging a tree by its fruit okay and in the Bible it says like the fruit of the spirit things like love joy peace patience kindness the whole list I say that you go down the whole list like where I am right now I am feeling each and every one of those more than I have at any point in my entire life so by any so really by any biblical measure like I am so much closer to God than I ever have but they're like well so they're but they were more about <sighs> For, trying to remember the way someone actually worded it, but it was something along the lines of, well, I know your fruit's bad because I'm looking at your roots and what you're rooted in isn't right. I'm like, but the thing you're telling me to be rooted in tells you to judge me by my fruit, not... So he's like, no, I'm, I'm judging your fruit by where I'm seeing what you're rooted in. So, like, because of where I see what you're rooted in. How can you see with that plank in your eye? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he couldn't, but it was like. You got a root in your eye, man. Big old fat fucking root. <laughs> <laughs> but it was more like the, the, the way they were coming at it. It was like, okay, you're, I don't care what you say about your fruit. Your fruit can't possibly be good because of. It doesn't uh, measure. Yeah. yeah. Because of what I'm choosing to measure it by, it's like, like, all right, <laughs> you just kind of have to give up at some point with some people, and and hope they give up on you, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's what happened on Facebook. You, you you decided you were hoping they'd give up on you, and then yeah. you just had to like give up for them yeah like seriously first people i have ever unfriend i think actually the only people i've ever actually unfriended on facebook because they basically like i'm fine disagreeing with people that's fine like and there's even still people i'm friends with on facebook who i who just i don't just disagree but like they kind of annoy me but whatever you know we still i'll share some posts that they like i'm like all right or they'll share, share something i still enjoy or whatever but with those guys like they literally promised me like they told me like I I would say, and they literally told me, it's like, well, as long as you keep posting things that profane the gospel, we're going to respond. And I'm like, all right, if that's a promise. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, to relieve you of that burden. <laughs> yes, and relieve me of that burden. You're like, yeah. 
but I almost want to refriend them now, just so the just the gigantic backlog of things I've been posting. <laughs> See how they <laughs> deal with that, but you know, that would be wrong. So, yeah. Well, it depends why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. So what, one of the other things um, we kind of talked about, like connected with church. Is I think Christians have a big problem with conflating things. Like going back to the Bible, like they we conflate the Bible with just like with either with God Himself or anytime we see something in the Bible saying where it says like the Word of God, like we just kind of like to, in our minds, oh, the Word of God, that's the Bible. So anytime we see something in the Bible say the Word of God, they're obviously talking about the Bible, even though the Bible didn't exist then. And they had no concept of what we currently think of as the Bible. No, the Word of God was literally just like, hey, God's talking. That's his words. You know, it could be, well, you know. And it, when, when John talks about the Word of God, like in the first part of his book, like he's, he's talking about the Word being with God. And, and if the world, the Word was God, so if that's the Bible, then now you're claiming that there is like, not a trinity. What would you call that? Quadrinity. <laughs> yeah, but um, but it's like it's yeah. clearly talking about like Christ and like Jesus and you know, like because he said like the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and then he went and talked about here's here, let me tell you about him. he was telling us about Jesus and it's like okay he does use the word Jesus for quite a while though he uses yeah. only the word Christ and the word yeah and which was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And then he'll use the words he'll use the word Jesus when he was talking about like uh, life life occurrences of Jesus. Yeah, because that's kind of how I've started using like because I grew up using the words like Jesus and Christ like interchangeably like they're the same thing. But like the way I speak of it now is like whenever I say Jesus, I'm thinking like okay, the literal like historical human being you know who lived from you know whatever it was, 0 to 33 AD or CE or whatever we're calling it. I don't know. But what do I say? Christ, I'm thinking of, you know, that, you know, you know, the eternal being that, you know, is like from the beginning and still exists now. Like, like as in, I don't think Jesus exists anymore. Like, he was a person. Like, he lived, he died, he came back to life. But then, you know, whether, you know, ascended into heaven or whatever, but I think Christ is, you know, that, like I said, that's just the verbiage I use. So, like, from here, like, if you ever hear me using the terms Jesus and Christ, just so people know what I'm talking about. But I, I heard a, a, yeah. a, a great distinction. I don't remember where it was. Um, but and then we'll say it was me. <laughs> no, yeah, it was... Jesus was an avatar for Christ. Mm, yeah. Like, completely. That's what was special about Jesus, hmm. was that, like, why you can say Jesus Christ, because there was virtually no difference between Jesus and Christ. Like, he was fully, uh, we're getting woo-woo, fully, the, like, the Son Spirit, that's God, the created the uncreated, created spirit. <laughs> mm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
or the spirit of creation itself, like the true character of creation. Yeah. We just lost a lot of people. <laughs> That's all right. We're, we're going to bring them back because I want to talk about money. It's like, I don't remember when we started, but we may be. This, one, this, might, this might be a two-part. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like, so first, before yeah. we go on to money, uh, church. Yeah, well, we can say that for another time if you want, but. If, um, so if, if Christ is kind of like the universal, like, true spirit of humanity or creation, um, also, then, like, I think church is everyone. Like, everyone's in it, but not everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. And instead of showing them that, like, so showing them that the new covenant is different than the old one they had, and, like, it's a new, better one. No, it's, it's just like a reiteration. It's a redo. It's a... It's um, uh, it's like a circle. And when do you reach the end of a circle? Then you just re reach the point where it starts again. <laughs> um, so it's like old covenant, new covenant. It's not like the old one was bad and stupid. It's kind of the same covenant. Mm. It was made obvious at one point. Most people didn't get it. Then it was made. Then I was like on Sinai with the Ten Commandments and. Moses came down and he's like, all you people, why don't you get it? I will kill 3,000 of you. And then you say, Moses, I don't know if you got it. <laughs> um, and so then there's another point where it's like super obvious, like the most obvious, I think, uh, with, with Jesus. And um, I think everybody has those kinds of moments in their life where like uh, it's super obvious. And then you get some of it don't get all of it and it circles back around and there's another moment where it's super obvious and it's not a complete like it's not a complete do-over and everything else before this moment is different no it's not it's a reiteration of things that could have been obvious all along um hmm. but just weren't yeah um so the whole idea of like before and after Jesus, um, I think it's just I think it's more of an unfolding of Jesus. And so like we look at people like coming in to join the church, and you were this, and now you're this, and like yes, you're a new creation, and there's recreation. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like it's not just old recreation, boom, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll probably have to say like if we wanna talk money and particularly like with tithing and the church and everything, maybe say that for another time, but I think more just to connect like it's let's talk about how like we conflate so many things. Like I said, so we, we conflate like the word of God with the Bible and I think we also conflate like the work of God with like whatever the church is doing or whatever is being done yeah. by 
what's officially titled a church. Like, oh, that's automatically like God's work. So when it comes to things like tithing and like how we give our money, like we say, well, you should. And I, I, I do agree with the idea of like, you know, giving my money towards, you know, God's work or whatever God is doing. But the idea of like the, just kind of doing like an automatic, like one for one, like just saying, well, if you give your money to a church, then you're giving it to God. I'm like, not necessarily. <laughs> because, <clears throat> I mean, because you have to think of, I think we get too hung up on whether or not something has like the God label on it or like the Christian label on it. And think it has yeah. to have that in order to be considered, you know, the work of God or the work of the kingdom or whatever you want to call it. Because I, th I think if you just look at what, I mean, specifically what Jesus told us to care about and what Jesus told us to do and the type of people he told us to look after and how to treat people. I think just as long as you're doing that. Like, whether or not you give him credit or glory for it. And that's the other thing. Like, people say, like, we'll do something. Well, we're doing this for the glory of God. And it's like, well, what does that mean other than you're just saying it's for the glory of God? Like, to check a box. Like, what what difference does that actually make that you said it's for the glory of God? It's like, the glory of God is, like, to me, the glory of God is people. The glory of God is people living in like, you know, loving relationship with people. Like, if God is love, then if we want to show the glory of God, we are to be love. And whether or not we call it God or call it, well, we're doing it because of Jesus, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if... if yeah. I think Paul said that, too. Uh, like, we are the glory of God. It's one of the... What's one of those phrases that's never quoted... But, yeah. yeah, but it's one of those ones where you're like, what? That's kind of game changing. <laughs> or like, uh, yeah. like um, we live and move and have our being in, in God. Mm -hmm. uh, that's also a, a hugely impactful one. Yeah. I was just, what was I just thinking? Oh. Um, you were talking about the glory of God, kind of like, almost like, what even is that? Uh, and it reminded me of uh, last week at that group. Um, I think you were walking. You were, I think you were walking Greg out to get the air fryer, or no, Forrest. You were walking Forrest out. It was Greg. It was Greg. Yeah. Did the air fryer? Yeah, Greg gave me the air fryer. Thanks, Greg. We've already used it. It's awesome. Yeah, they're great. Mm -hmm. um, and so Forrest asked, it's like, he, he motions for a beer from Jeremy's cooler, and uh, and, uh, and so you know, Jeremy opens it, and Forrest goes over, and he's like, um, so it's like, well, I'll, I'll take whatever you don't want. And uh, and Jeremy is like, this, this isn't about what I want, this is about what you want, man. <laughs> he's like, you take whatever you want. And I was like, what if it's that way with God? Where 
God's like, because that was that was a very kind thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I got this cooler full of beer, and like you have whatever, <laughs> yeah. and it was all good beer. Yeah, um, God is a lot like Jeremy and his beer. Yes, he'll be on eventually. Yeah, I mean we've mentioned him in every show, in every episode so far, so that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and we nearly had him on. What, your house last week. Well, that was another thing. We we accidentally did a podcast. Yeah, we, we accidentally did a podcast episode with him there. We just weren't recording. So, um, so yeah, what if what, yeah, what if God says like, no, this isn't about me. This is about you. What do you want? Like, if that's generous mm. for someone to do, you have that attitude about beer. Mm. How much? More so, it would God's attitude be that about everything? Yeah. Because then, like, ultimately, what we want, I think, is what God wants. That's what's behind everything. It's just we have terrible ways of getting there often. <laughs> True. So I want those good things. Here's a terrible way to try to get a good thing. <laughs> Christianity. It's, you will. Yeah, I was going to say, like sex, you say Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, kind of similar, really. Kind of. Sex is a good thing, right? All right. But then you try to get it in, in like, a way that's all about you. Is that kind of how church is? Like, you go to a church and it's all about you, really? But not in the way God kind of wants it to be, maybe. Because mm. you're still saying, like, no, this is about you, and really it's about you. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, not just you, like, individually, but I think we've... Maybe, I don't know if this is just, like, an American church problem, but, like, we've... I think we've severely downplayed, like, the communal, like, kind of collective nature. Yeah. Of how, like, it, I mean, think about the way we were, like, like Jesus is our personal Lord and Savior. Yeah, he never said that. Yeah, and so it's all about like my relationship with God, or your relationship with God, and because of mine, I can speak into yours. Yeah, so it's it's all about everyone building their own individual relationship with with God. So it's just, it's this weird combination of very individualistic, but it all has to be done. By each individual, but in the same way as everyone else. But it's still yeah. individual, but you have to do it the same way all the rest of the individuals are doing it. So, yeah, we're, like we're trying to get to the yeah. all, it's all about the us. But it's instead of like there being a singular collective us, it's more like, no, the us is a collective of individuals with our individual things. And then we all stand in a group theologically. <laughs> right. But again, but you have to be your individual self the same way the rest of us are being an individual self. Because, but then that's what like separates us. Well, if you're doing it differently, well, then you're not in. Like you're something separate. But, but where it's supposed to be more like. <laughs> I just had the weirdest analogy. Cool. <laughs> I combined it with, with the sex analogy because in my head I've been trying to like connect that ever since I said that. And so it's just like, so instead of like having sex, it's more like 
people standing next to each other masturbating. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, you don't have to. <laughs> because they're right there. <laughs> it's like, no, no, I have to, though. <laughs> Now to and you know, like I said, I don't want to tell people what to do. You know, to quote Matt Hill, I'm not a masturbation coach. <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> but I must confess, like <clears throat> I did listen to both of our episodes recently while I was out, you know, working, delivering, mostly just because well, we're going to be recording again, and I don't really remember what I said. Yeah, oh, there's some more just like, what did we already talk about? <laughs> so I'm trying not to repeat myself too much. Well, well, we'll do that anyway. Yeah, so get used to it. We like to retell stories. Well, they're good stories. Yeah. And we tell them so damn well. But... Like reruns in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... All right, well, in the interest of me not having to edit too much, any uh, anything else you want to add to kind of tie this all up or okay. wrap it together to mix uh, a couple maybe. metaphors? It's also like an intro into a, maybe another topic. Um, well, good. We need more topics. <laughs> which reminds me, uh, Rob Bell's book, Everything is Spiritual, it is. He um, listen to the audiobook version because it's just it's just better because it it's basically tangents inside his brain and so it's just better in his own words, own voice. I mean, is he reading it? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I always love audiobooks when they're read by the author. I feel that's always so much better. Well, it seems like it's written like, like it's spoken word anyway. Yeah. Um. But it. It seems like so the beginning of the book is both could also be an ending of the book, and the ending of the book could also be the beginning of the book. Uh, it's just great, but um, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, the whole like thing of like the, the ending is the beginning of the topic. So the church. That's you. That's me. Um, and you. Kind of everybody. Jesus. That's you. That's me. <laughs> it's also everyone. They just don't know it. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite things. That, like, okay. Oh, I, I, we didn't I, touch this. Let me get it out real fast. Um, oh, the the mm -hmm. body of Christ. Like, we are the body of God. Right? That's, that's a metaphor. But it's also like the closest we can get to to a fact. Yeah, it's like and a without it, pigeonholing it. Yeah, it's like a literal metaphor. Yeah, is that a thing? So like we, we are the physical presence of God. Yeah, which that's I, not sacrilegious. That's like it sounds like it should be. But like, <laughs> What what is what does the body of Christ mean if it doesn't mean that? Like, well, of course it was sacrilegious. That's why Jesus was crucified, right? So, yeah. Because yeah, so, some so uh, some of my favorite things that Jesus ever said was, "As the Father sends me, 
so I am sending you. Yeah. And then, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, but then also said, you are the light of the world. Yep. I'm you, you're me, I and the Father are one, so that means you and the Father are one. Yeah, and, and when, when he was in Gethsemane praying, that like that's what he prayed. Like He prayed that they would all be one as you and I are one. So, it's like, yeah. Which is, which is, I don't think saying that they weren't already, is, that there's, there's the now and not yet, like it's real. Mm-hmm. It's a real reality now. Um, and then when you realize it, that's 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 the next thing. Yeah. Often when people say the like when they say now and not yet as a theological term, it it comes across more like now but really not yet. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's more like it's not yet, but we kind of hope for it now. I think that's really kind of closer to what is usually meant by it. Hope so it's like so it's like we're living now as if it's true, but we know it's not. But we're going to live that way. Which, in a way, is like kind of truer than they think it is, because that's really kind of what makes it real is that we live as if it is. So that, yeah. So, but then, like, no, that's just like a hoping. No, we're if we live as if it's real, that literally makes it real. But so, yeah. I gotta find that thing where I unpacked where Paul was talking about hope for things yet unseen. Um, it's awkwardly worded when it's. It's, it's awkwardly worded when, it, when it's like translated into English and I try to keep it to as close to the original word order as possible. But yeah. like I, I really unpacked that and it's like, yeah, we hope for the things that are unseen, but unseen doesn't mean they're not already like, mm. not already mm. a thing. Yeah. Mm. Like you... In order to unsee something, there has to be something for you to unsee, for, for you to not see. <laughs> like, if you, yeah. you know what I mean? I think. It's like, you can't see me, right, John Cena? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's like, if you're hiding something and you can't see it, that means there's something is to see. Like, mm-hmm. there's something, it, there is something to see. Right. I, I yoded myself there for a second. <laughs> Never, never yo to yourself. Is that a euphemism from masturbation? It is now. Yo to yourself. I don't. I don't. I think it might be, but I don't understand why. All right then. <laughs> this is good a way as any to wrap up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I guess like so, so. So church, church is not yodeling yourself next to one another. Right. <laughs> but, but but I guess my little like way to part it. Like, uh, there's something for us from yodeling. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good, so good. Again, search results. Where does that put us? <laughs> Oh, geez. If that starts trending. But... You, you all know where it started. 
Um, but yeah, I guess maybe the way I would kind of at least attempt to wrap up is like, I just remembered like a conversation I had with someone like years ago, like it was still when I was in very much like the mode of like, no, it's all about the church. It's all about the, you know, getting people in the faith and, you know, I was having a conversation with some people and one of the guys was talking about like, you know, he, I don't remember what kind of church he grew up in, but it was very like religious and legalistic and he just had like no interest in it. But I could tell there was something about him that like, even if he wouldn't have said it, it's almost like there was still that desire for having that connection with God, like whatever God was like, he, it's like he knew, okay, whatever, like the church was telling me God is like, I have no interest in that. He's like, I have interest in like, what's real. Mm -hmm. And I remember like telling him, look for God outside of the church and outside of Christianity. Cause you can still find him there. And I remember at the time that was almost like my attitude was more, okay, look for him somewhere. And then once you find him, he'll bring you back into church, you know? But I was like, no, if you look for him and find him outside and you want to stay there, stay outside. Like if that's where you're at, if that's where he's at or she, it's like, you know, Greg Boyd has a, um, I remember this before and I didn't say it, uh, he has a good analogy for <clears throat> uh, confusing methods with God. Mm -hmm. uh, he calls it confusing the map for the territory. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, which is interesting because he says things where I, I, like, I, I wonder, I wonder where he'll end up eventually. <clears throat> with with his thinking because sometimes he uses examples and then he'll still stick very like closely to like Christian theology yeah, yeah. And, and like well you can have a ton of maps that all lead to the same place with different routes and maybe just one of those maps is Christianity mm. uh, but all of the good maps kind of look like Jesus. Yeah. Maybe not a Jewish version. It could be a Chinese version. <laughs> yeah. You know, or an Indian version. Yeah, or African or Brazilian or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's, that's like what I would say to someone. Like, if you feel like you have, like, found God and, like, don't feel the pressure to take whatever you found and try to cram it in, like, a church context and or a bible context or or even a christianity context or even not even or any kind of religious context like even if you don't want to call it god like whatever you know what yeah if it's what whatever you're in contact with and whatever you're learning and discovering is drawing you closer and like to connect with other people and to connect with like the part of yourself that you feel like is like your truest self and like your most loving and genuine self, like call it whatever the hell you want. Like just keep at it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's how I would kind of wrap up my feelings on, on the subject, I guess. Oh, and, and find a, uh, Find a group of people or a community that accepts yes. that. Yes. And, and it helps you 
helps you get to that next step that is uh, like increasing awareness of, of your closeness mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of Christians like, you honestly do see like church is so important because that is such an important aspect. So, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying it's like a lazy approach, but like it's an easy, okay. It's like automatic community. Okay. I join a church, like, boom, I'm in done, you know, but which is a lot of the appeal. That's a lot of the appeal. Yeah. But, and then once you're in, you feel like, well, I can't find this outside of this church. So I have to stay here. But, like, no, like, but, so as, yeah, like you said, yeah, find connection with other people, like, and it could be in a church, it could, yeah, just be in, you know, I mean, it's not to sound like, you know, too much like advertising, plugging, but yeah, like, if you, that's why we want people to, like, join our Facebook group, like, that's what we're, you know. I guess part of our goal is to help people find that community, but they don't want to do it in like some sort of like official, like religious context. You know, they just want it just to be with other people naturally. So, and if, and if that's not our group for you, then yeah, totally fine too. If you just like listen in, but you don't want to join that. Yeah, totally. Just find somebody that you can, you know, talk to and be yourself and keep searching for all the kinds of things that you're searching for and, the kind of connections you're wanting to build. And yeah, just, yeah, we hope you all find that somewhere. Yeah. I like that. I like that angle for like, we're exploring community. Like what does it look like? It's like, what is church that isn't church and religion that isn't religion? Hmm. <laughs> like, what is that new thing? Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Owen watches this RC car channel on YouTube, and every time right before something goes horribly wrong with the RC car, like it's like they're at a skate park with it and it's like doing all these jumps uh-huh. and right before it wrecks they play this sound clip <laughs> of this guy going <laughs> and, then they, and so when you said yeah let's, let's let's figure that out we'll see what that is or whatever and in my head i heard <laughs> <laughs> is that how we should just end every episode now it's just <laughs> Steal that guy's clip. <laughs> His audio. Yeah. I'm sure he is. It's just, I'm sure. It's, no, I, uh, I'm. I'm fine posted. with you just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we should see how that flows into the music. Yeah, yeah. We'll try it. All right, let's go. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. What are you guys doing now? <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hooray for things. I like things. So. We just did a thing. Did we? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it right. I have no idea. I've never heard it.
I need to pee and go to bed. So yeah, that's a good plan. Mm-hmm. In that order. Yeah, you don't go to bed then pee. I mean, you know, being, being a baby was fun and all, but. Yeah, I was gonna say at least not yet. We got a few more decades before that's a reality. Yeah. That reminds me of one of my favorite jokes. Like, stick on the old question. Oh, so what do you wear? Boxers or briefs? Depends. <laughs> oh, you know, by the time we get there, our generation, we're gonna have boxer brief depends. Because it's all tidy whitey based right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can't have a boxer based, and then it all just falls out. Yeah, or you just have like it's all just weird places. I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, if there's something keeping shape. Then like it's like the liquid containing gel stuff is just gonna like inflate in weird places. <laughs> you don't have anything trying to shape it. <laughs> 